konnichiwa, Nihon Cricket Pod do Yokoso. Hello and welcome to a much delayed episode of the Japan Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Kerr, and I'm acutely aware that it's been around six weeks since the last pod, which, given these are supposed to come out twice a month, is a bit of a slip from my end. You can probably tell from my croaky voice that the season has taken its toll, and as the leaves are now virtually off the trees, I have just two more episodes of the season to go for you. This one, which is the first, takes you back to those glorious days in October as it was recorded during the Men's East Asia Qualifier in the stands at the SICG during Japan's final match, as it so happens. Anyone who has attended an international fixture in Japan over the last seven years will probably have met my guest today. Todd Luckhurst has been a regular feature and played a massive role in making the SICG a place fit to host international cricket. The second episode will be out in a couple of weeks and will be a full-season roundup of domestic cricket as well as the Women's East Asia Cup, which took place in late October down in Kaizuka in Osaka. I will be joined by Dougal Benningfield, Ray Osakarano Thomas and Ardine Ulu Hode for a chat that hopefully gives you all a few laughs as well as plenty to reflect on after such a packed season. For now though, here's Todd. Konnichiwa, Nihon Cricket Pod Doyokoso. This podcast is coming live from the SICG. We've got Indonesia and Japan playing what will be Japan's final game of the Men's East Asia Pacific Qualifier. Japan, if they win this match, will be through to the regional final, which is awesome. And I'll do a separate podcast on that at some point. Uh, but with me, in fact, by the time this goes out, it'll actually I would have already done a separate podcast on that. So this is a great start to the show. Really well planned, this one. Uh, I'm joined by the one and only Todd Luckhurst today, who most people will hopefully have seen around the grounds at tournament time. He's been coming to Japan for, I'm going to say seven years, maybe even eight, uh, doing our turf wickets. A turf consultant, an expert in his field, and the man trying to get Yoshi Uehara up to speed. So that's where we'll start, Todd. How is it working with our Yoshi? Uh... It's uh, it's good fun working with Yoshi. He's um, he's improving and coming a long way, but it's always a good laugh and really good fun working with Yoshi. So, mate, you've been coming here a long time. Let's let's start with the most recent one. It's been uh, it's been a pretty soggy couple of weeks. You got here before the uh, three match bilateral series against Indonesia. The ball just coming our way, and that's a four. Um, and yeah, it's been pretty challenging with the weather this time. Yeah, so when I arrived, we had the JCL T20 final, and um, it was 30 degrees, it was warm, it was nice, um, and then the week later, it was 15 degrees, a few days later, I think it was three or four days later, and it started raining, and it really hadn't stopped raining all tournament leading up and during the tournament, but it's been a credit to everyone at the JCA, and especially the ground staff, um, they've done a phenomenal job really getting the ground up to scratch and trying to get rid of as much water as we can, which is a bit of a issue here, as we see Kataoka hit a nice four. Uh, it's a bit of an issue with water, so but it's been fantastic and had a great time. Yeah, so this ground, is it's come a long way since you first came, right? Back in the day, I guess uh, you must have started working on the old square, right? Yes, I did. So when I first came, it was the... Uh, the ground was a lot different to what it was now. We had the old square, which I think was a three-wicket table, uh, where the cricket nets are was the old softball field, I believe, and the where the SOCG2 ground is was the jungle. So there wasn't much grass on the uh, facility, and uh, the wicket was interesting, but we made do, and, I mean, the facility now is just it's world-class and amazing job, fantastic job by everyone at the JCA and uh, Sano City in getting this fantastic facility up. So you're not just a groundsman, of course, Toddy. You've um, done all sorts of roles with, with us, mainly just through being a good bloke and we like having you around. Um, so you've uh, 
you've been an analyst you've driven the bus you, you've you've done a few different things you've commentated on the, the jcl t20 final um talk us through sort of how your role with japan cricket came about and what is it that keeps you coming back yeah so it really came about i just got a phone call one day uh back in 2015 saying um do you want to go to japan and make a turf wicket for a cricket tournament and i was like cricket in japan like i'd heard of associate cricket but not in japan i heard more in europe and uh i was like yeah okay i'll take the phone call and had a phone call with Dougal beddingfield and he said can you come over in a couple or next next week or the week after i believe there was some issue with the groundsman at the time i think he might have left and tournament was coming up and had no curator so i kind of yeah jumped on the plane and came over and came to Sano, which was uh, interesting the first time I came, this little sleepy city of Sano, but it's a great place, and so that's where it all started, just uh, a funny phone call one day, and it's turned into this amazing uh, career with me with Japan Cricket, as Alan said, I've done everything from analyst to, I've driven the bus in Australia for the team, and keep coming back to be the grounds, but I keep coming back because I've feel that I'm a part of it and it's been a tremendous experience for me and I like to give back to Japan Cricket that's given me such a great opportunity to come over here and produce these turf wickets for the ICC tournaments. So let's go chronologically then. That first tournament, was that 2016? I think it was 2015. So I think it was the... Might have been women... No, it was a... Was it the first East Asia Cup? With Hong Kong Dragons? It would have been the East Asia Series. And do we have a Commonwealth Eleven playing in that? No, it was... Or was it just Hong Kong Dragons, was, Japan? Uh, we usually have a third... T- un- I think it was Hong Kong Dragons came over for a tour. Yeah. And that might have been the first the first time they came over for a tour. As we see... Uh, That's a wicket down. I think that was Lockheed Yamamoto? Or was it Taniyama? Uh, yeah, Yamamoto Lake's gone out there. He's been smashing it. I haven't really been keeping track of the score, but can you see what the scoreboard says, Toddy? Uh, the score says Japan 26 for one off, I'd say, three overs. Solid. Um, so, yeah, it would have been the Men's East Asia Series when Hong Kong came over and we played a few games against the Dragons. So that's 2015. And then you were back in 2016 for the Men's East Asia Cup. Yeah, so we had the Men's East Asia Cup in 2016 between Japan, Hong Kong Dragons and Korea. But Japan went down in the final. Very tight game at the end. I remember it was a good series, that one, actually. It was a lot of good cricket being played. And the uh, final was a nail-biting end. And Korea just got over the line in a bit of a thrilling finish. I think someone had some really good batsmen back then. And they just were whacking the ball around. It was a really good... And that was a fun tournament, too. And then 2017... So it would have been relatively soon afterwards. Because that tournament was the first weekend in November. I remember it was really late. We had great weather for it. But then... 2017, we went to Bendigo, and that's when you drove the bus. Yes, 2017, the men's tournament was in Bendigo in Victoria, in Australia, and that's where I uh, picked up the bus. And I think we played a game at a college in two colleges, Xavier College, and Xavier College had a tearaway fast bowler, which they didn't want, which they didn't play against Japan because they worried he was too quick. And then we played another game out at out in the, at Caulfield Grammar in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, which was. Uh, that was another nice, beautiful venue, that one too. So, yeah, those two games, and then we went up to... And then I met the team in Bendigo for a couple of nights and stayed there and watched a couple of games, which I think yeah. we lost. <laughs> As we see, Taniyama hit the ball through cover for two. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit wet out there. The guys are slipping as they run, but we're getting the game on. That's what matters. Yeah, I reckon that was the trip 
that you kind of really became part of the family again because you know you'd, you'd done two visits by that point but then being part of the group in and overseas you're kind of welcomed into the family a bit more and suddenly the boys are, are warming to you and you're you're really part of the team right yeah definitely i believe that yeah that was really the um the uh, was always accepted but i think i became more of the team and part of the jcl family as you would say the jca family and really got involved and kind of all kicked off from there and that's uh the partnership still going today so then i reckon it was 2018 when we were in hong kong for the east asia cup and you, you filled in as analyst you just decided to fly over to watch the boys and, and ended up um recording all the data is that right yeah so we had the men's was it men's tournament here in uh at sano and uh the week before or right in the weekend before was the hong kong tournament and uh flew over to so flew to sano then flew to hong kong and we had the men's tournament, which Japan won. It was a great tournament, and uh, flew over and as analysts, it was uh, very hot. And we had the super typhoon super to deal typhoon. with. We flights got delayed, and it was a it was a big effort. Then we uh, worried that I wasn't going to get back in time for the uh, tournament the following week, but it all worked out in the end. And then, of course, we come to your last visit, which which was a while ago now. Um, you know, it's a long time between between visits due to the pandemic but you were here for the i don't know famous infamous whichever way you want to look at it under 19s qualifier and i guess by that stage we had the new ground and was that your first time working on these decks yeah so that was the first time that the so the ground was built i believe in 2018 i think maybe yep and uh 2019 was the under 19 world cup qualifier which japan qualified for the world cup and that was the first time we used the new wicket table and it was a that was a really great tournament um the wickets played really well and it was just fantastic to come to this facility that all of a sudden was just amazing from when i'd visited before and i was just i couldn't believe the uh transformation of the facility yeah and then of course you uh watched japan qualify for the under 19 world cup which still you know brings back shivers um couldn't quite push to get into south africa for for that trip but um it was a step too far but then you you're here again for this one um what have been your highlights over these seven years what do you what really stands out there's been a few uh i like to look back at uh, the happy and the funny moments we've had some funny moments especially with yoshi uh on the wickets and i remember one i think it was the a women's tournament here and uh they had oh i don't know what it was and there was like face painting and there was kids toys and there was a magician or something and a clown and yoshi drives past the uh, crowd with some kind of kids hat on or something and had balloons on his little rider mower and that was a, a very funny time but um tournaments are always great fun every tournament we come here we i have a ball and i uh you know it takes a bit of time to get here and spend a bit of time in sano with uh people that have come great friends of mine and i really enjoy it and really look forward to the future yeah and of course we say you, you've got around the the teams you've got to know the players a little bit um there's a few traditions that have been going on with with the team do you want to talk us through what what you've been getting involved with there oh uh, yes so one of my uh so actually one of my f favorite players who i've got a close bond with is makoto taniyama uh, Tanny came to Melbourne to play cricket, played for Dougal's club, Mount Waverley, and actually got Tanny to come and play a couple of T20s for my club. 
and there's a bit of a tradition where it didn't happen today because I was running out of time and didn't get to go and see him before he batted but he would ha- come over and give me his bat and I would kiss it before he went out to bat and he's made some runs doing it but um, I haven't done it since I've been here maybe that's why he hasn't been made two runs with the bat but he's going alright here at the moment I think he's on 15 so he's going well with the bat here at the moment but um, that's one of the traditions we have is Taniyama always comes over and I give his bat a nice kiss yeah, and that, that leads me on to my, my final one, really. You're not just doing the work in Japan and with the team, but you've actually hosted a few guys. You had a few guys come over to Melbourne and work with. Yeah, so we've had uh, Yoshi come over in uh, 2016 for in the winter. So he came over for a month and stayed with me and gave him some training in the field, the turf field. We've had Ebisui come over and play cricket at my career club. And we've had uh, Ken Okoshi came over and played cricket at my career club. And they were fantastic and they really had a good time. And all the boys back home at Newport Digman Career Club really got around them and they enjoyed their time there. And it was just uh, great to have the boys and host them. And I felt like uh, it's really a good extension of our relationship is trying to host these boys. And they're always good fun and they always like to have a laugh. And their English it really is good for them too because they really learn English their English is unbelievable when they come back, I find. Even Taniyama, going to Mount Waverley, his English is better. You know, we've had Miyauchi go to Mount Waverley, his English is fantastic. And, and I think they grow a lot when they come to Australia, and they come back and they're different people, and I think it's really mature, it really matures and brings them on in their life, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, there's so much. You're a great example of someone who's who's kept coming back. You know, we've had a lot of volunteers who might might come over and just do sort of one visit. Um, but as, as we said, we reckon... Oh, six, seven, eight. I can't. I've yeah, lost track of. Seven, of yeah, you reckon yeah. you're at seven, and then then you throw in the overseas trips, and <laughs> you know you, you've you've been around and really been part of the furniture, and it's great to that people can get involved in that way. It's just a good example of how someone can contribute to Japan Creek. Because a lot of people say to us, you know, how can I get involved? What can I do? And it's like, well, what's the skill set? And if you have one that that fits, you know, there's lots of skill sets out there that we can use and we can need. But also just yeah, hosting players and and helping them get into a club in Australia and just making sure they're looked after. These are, are great things that, as you say, has a big impact on people's lives. And, and we're very grateful, Toddy. And, you know, I'm not going to drag this episode out for too long because uh, I have no idea if this thing's even recording properly. <laughs> but before we go, I'm going to try and get this thing out of my pocket. I would like to present you with the very last that we have. Japan Under-19 World Cup shirt. It's 4XL, so I reckon you should squeeze into it. But uh, that's a gift from us to you to say thanks for all your hard work and all your efforts. Oh, thanks, Alan. I really appreciate it. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't make it to the World Cup just with work. I was trying to get over there to watch, but just my work back home and had some back issues. So I unfortunately wasn't able to fly over, but I'm, but I'm spewing that I uh, missed the tournament. But I really appreciate the gift, and I'll... Uh, Get it, might get it framed and put it up at home on the wall. So appreciate it. Thanks very much. And thanks for everything. Always, it's always a great time here, and it's a lot of work getting people like me over here. It's not, it's not easy, and it's not easy for the staff either. Like everyone's got to do a bit to uh, organise everything. And I appreciate everything you do for me, and uh, let's keep their relationship going. And hopefully, we have a tournament here maybe next year or the year after. Yeah, we'll get you back in the commentary box as well, mate. And just to finish, I guess I should say congratulations because you did get engaged just before you came over here. So congratulations on that and good luck on your next uh, part of the journey. Uh, thanks, Alan. Thanks for the uh, well wishes and uh, let's hope uh, Japan Cricket keep moving forward and have a successful next stage of the tournament. Beautiful. Thanks, buddy. That was the fabulous Todd Luckhurst. Thanks again to Todd for joining me on the pod and thanks to everyone for listening all the way through. 
I know the sound quality on this episode hasn't been the best. This is the first episode of the podcast I've recorded entirely on my phone and hasn't been through the editing suite. So sound quality, not quite up to its usual standards, but it's a short episode, so I'm sure you've survived. Uh, the next episode will go through the decks and will hopefully come out shiny and beautiful sounding for you all. That'll be out in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, let's go with some of that stuff.